Hello, and thank you for listening to the Hope Relentless Marriage Podcast, where we talk about all things marriage. We're honored to spend some time with you, and well done on investing in your relationship. It matters. Our goal is to encourage and equip you in your incredible adventure of marriage, whether you're in a low place or a high place. This is for us, those courageous enough to believe we can actually change the world, one marriage at a time, starting with our own. Please connect with us on our website, hoperelentless.com. And remember, there is always, always hope. Hello, and welcome to the Hope Relentless Marriage Podcast. My name is Sarah Gale. I'm Chad. And we are finishing up our Navigating the Holidays series. And today we're going to be talking about challenges in the midst of the holidays. And we're going to cover three areas. The first area is finance, the second is community, and the third is loss. So there's so much around the holidays to be excited about, uh, but the reality is many of us have experienced different seasons of life where there's difficulty. And navigating that tension in the holidays of things to celebrate, uh, family getting together, whatever the holidays might mean for you, as people, we have to navigate the ups and downs that we would experience in our own life, but also when we're married, there's ups and downs of a whole nother person and their experience. So we want to provide some uh, some tips and some suggestions to help navigate potentially the difficult areas that the holidays um, kind of bring up. And so the first one, as Sarah Gale mentioned, is finances. So the holiday season, it's so easy to get caught into um, the gifts and expressing love through gifts, receiving love through gifts, and depending on the financial situation here at the end of 2022, Mm -hmm. uh, I know we've been in an up and down economy and there's a lot of things that people are facing and struggling with that can make this holiday season specifically around finances difficult. And so one of the things around finances is gratitude when we have kind of expectations, we've talked about that in other podcasts of what the holidays will look like and we don't share those, then we set ourselves up and our spouse or key people around us with um, for disappointment. But when we enter the holidays with an attitude of gratitude, so whether that means this year we're giving one gift where maybe in the past we've given five or maybe we're receiving one gift and in the past we have received more. This attitude of gratitude can create a foundation as we enter the holidays, especially around the finances, to celebrate what we can be a part of instead of being disappointed on what we feel like we're missing out on. That's good. And so if you listen to our previous podcast, the first of this series, then you would have saw that we provided a plan for you to download where you could write in there, you know, your why as far as why are you celebrating the holiday, uh, what's the focus, but then also your what, what are you going to do? And with that, you get to look through budget and what you're wanting to spend this holiday season. And so it's interesting because we keep talking about spending and this is, we're talking about finances because that's what the holidays have become so yeah. often. Even Thanksgiving, it's, it's this next week, Thanksgiving, and everybody's already thinking about Black Friday. There's something constantly that is wanting our time and attention and our finances. And so it's a real thing, you know, in the midst of everyone spending and some people having more than other people, we can all find ourselves wishing and wanting that we had a little bit more or, you know, that I got that um, Audi (laughs) e-tron. You have that for me, right? Yeah, I got the uh, stocking stuffing. (laughs) Stocking stuffer version, the one that'll 
fit in the shoe. <laughs> Out of e-tron. Okay, sure. cool, cool. So I'm excited. But honestly, we can think that way. And one of the things that actually takes us from woe is me to excited about the future is to make a plan, to think about, okay, so this is where we would like to be financially maybe next year so that we can give generously. That's more of, of what our our desire is, is to be able to give lavishly and generous, generously. But in the meantime, what can we do? Because yeah. we don't want to be those people who are thinking, well, one day when yeah. we have money, we're going to get. No, there's things we can give now, even if it looks like time, even if it looks like talents. And so that's something to keep in mind as far as what can you do in the meantime for gifts even. If you do want to give gifts to people, your children and whatnot, what's a, what's a fun, easy, simple, inexpensive gift and let me tell you this if you have a child under the age of one they don't need anything except the wrapping paper i'm telling you that's what they end up playing with right i still remember we were celebrating this was before we had kids or or, you know our nephew who's now an adult oh my gosh um it was his first or second birthday uh christmas and he had all these gifts all over and after opening them he jumped in a in a box, one of the boxes that a gift came in, and that that's what he played with between that and a ribbon. He ran around know, with a I ribbon all through the house the rest of the day, and he was he was thrilled. Can so, I just I'm gonna interject here yeah. since we're on this and speaking of my nephew, and then he got older, and we were trying to be the practical people. I think at that time, I hope we didn't have kids because we were very out of touch if we did have kids because we got him clothes for Christmas. <laughs> Not a gift. And did we? From a kid's perspective. I know. I think he cried. I think our gift made him cry because he was so disappointed. I don't remember that, but <laughs> that sounds terrible. Yeah. Uh, but around finances, so there's a couple practical tips to kind of bring it in. The first one is that attitude of gratitude. Mm-hmm. The second thing, as Sarah Gill mentioned, is having a plan. You know, one of the biggest things that you'll hear from us around Hope Relentless is being in unity. So talk about it have those conversations of who are we getting gifts for? Who are we not getting gifts for? What, what do those gifts look like, right? Because for some person, it's like, yeah, go get them a gift. Uh, and you can find out later that the value of a gift uh, to different personalities and different people can be drastically different. Yeah. Maybe one person was thinking a $25 gift card or $50, and the other person's like, oh, they, they mentioned this Audi e-tron, <laughs> you know? And so um, just clarifying those expectations. And then I think awareness makes a big, can help us be prepared for those moments where maybe culture or society or, or whatever causes us to feel lack. I know, you know, this will be our third Christmas in in our home. And this is the first home that we have purchased. And, you know, with a bigger house became more lights. Uh, Then the great thing is we started to invite more people to the house because we had more space. So now the hosting budget, and you know, so it's easy to get caught up with just thinking that more is the answer. And I'm not sure that it is. I think that enjoying the moment, being present in the moment, Um, being in unity with those that are closest to you as to what the holidays look like and how you can celebrate. All those things together will help minimize the financial limitations potentially that the holidays and the concern or the fear or the anxiety that those might bring. Right. And so as we continue with navigating challenges in the midst of the holiday season, I want to recognize challenges in community. 
Yeah. You know, we see just like we see the gifts and everything out there and everyone buying everything. We also see gatherings and a lot of times we can feel left out. And so if you are someone who in the midst of the holiday parties and everything, you feel excluded, you feel left out. Maybe you don't have anywhere to go for Thanksgiving or for Christmas or any of that. Then I just want to say that you're not alone and that sometimes these fabrications of gatherings are, are just that. They're, they're fabricated and it's not even a matter of you're missing out, it's just a matter of what can you do to look at it a different way, to almost reframe it. And think about being thankful in the midst of everything going on and also think about, you know, if this is just like with finances, if you are wanting to be in community with more people and you find yourself at a holiday and you're not, what are some steps, some real steps you can take to start to grow that community? Because the worst thing that we do to ourselves is we, we're victim and yeah. we think nobody likes us. It's not true. And I said you're not alone earlier because you are valuable. You are worthy. And so you, hey, if we had, if you were in this area, maybe we'd have you over, right? And have a, have a Thanksgiving feast together at Christmas because that's the, that's the thing with community and with opening our homes to those who who just need a place to be we're often surprised yeah. because we encounter people that we wouldn't have naturally encountered that can just enlarge our world really yeah i mean so i think a couple things within community it's it's planning ahead of time right it's being a part of different organizations maybe that's a local church maybe that's a local nonprofit that has a mission that resonates and you build community there and then i think trying to be proactive and instead of waiting for people to invite you to something, what does it look like for you to invite them That's good. to how you're celebrating the holidays? And that that doesn't need to be extravagant. I was, I was reading this book and, and the author talked about the difference between hosting and entertaining. Mm -hmm. Hosting is bringing somebody into your life, into your day to day and allowing them to experience it as you experience it. Entertaining is trying to put on a show, inviting people over, getting the house cleaned, getting this exorbitant meal, like kind of th that entertaining can be expensive. Hosting is an invitation. It's a, it's a heart issue of, hey, would you like to spend part of this day or part of this holiday or something together? Mm -hmm. And I think that kind of can, can switch it a little bit to where instead of waiting for somebody to invite you, you can start to extend invitations. I know for us, early in our marriage, we lived in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And the, the interesting thing is, it was easier for us, for some reason, to build community in Los Angeles than it was in Phoenix. And I think part of that was, in Los Angeles, it's such a city of people from other places. Mm -hmm. So a lot of our friends that we met through church, through work, they also didn't have, quote unquote, traditional family mm -hmm. in LA, so we became each other's family. Well, when we moved out to Phoenix, we had these friends and we were building this community and holidays would come around and a lot of them had their own families here. It's like they grew up here or, you know, they have a mom and dad or they have a, and, and it was kind of like a little bit on the outside looking in mm -hmm. um, because everybody already had family gatherings. Yeah. And so that's where we started to try and be more intentional of, hey, let's, let's initiate and, you know, maybe a bunch of people come over, maybe only a couple, maybe nobody right that's kind of the risk of being being vulnerable but it's worth it's worth it yeah you know you're not going to hit not everybody you invite is going to say is going to say yes yeah 
And as we're focusing on marriage, make it special for you and your spouse. And so at the end of the day, if it is just you and your spouse, then have a great time planned that you can enjoy. Have a great time planned for the family that you have and, and focus on, on what you have. And again, being thankful for that. So we're going to close out with loss. And a lot of us have experienced loss and this holiday season doesn't just take that loss away. And no. it's, it's very difficult to fabricate being happy and joyful when you don't necessarily feel that way. And yeah. so as we talk about loss, do you want to kind of give a little, we've talked about my journey a little bit of loss, but do you want to give a little? Yeah, I can give a little, a little context. I think speaking for myself, when I think about the holidays, it's easy to think about celebrating with family. So if family has passed away, then it naturally brings up the reminder that, oh, wait a minute, I don't have the opportunity to celebrate with my family. So Sarah Gale's family, she's experienced loss. Two siblings and her mom have all passed away much earlier than any of us anticipated. Then we put in each one of their birthdays also falls around this holiday. Mm -hmm. So there's this dynamic of, uh, you know, essentially the anniversary of somebody passing away, plus a family member's birthday who's no longer here from, you know, late in the year to early in the year. And that creates um, like a pendulum swing, you know, yeah. and it, it can be from day to day, it can be from season to season. But I know in general, the holidays, the late fall, the early new year for you seems to be a tougher time of the year because of these very real losses that, that we've experienced. Yeah, and some years are tougher than other years. Some years it's like, oh, I'm just going about my business, my day, and other years I have this emotional memory where all of a sudden I'm not excited to decorate the house or listen to Christmas music or do our gingerbread house, which we love in our family. And it kind of just is unexpected, and that's how grief is. No one grieves the exact same way. Everyone has their own way of dealing with it. And a lot of times we think, okay, at this time period, we should be finished grieving. But the challenge with that is there isn't an actual time period. And if we can just lower that expectation, I think it helps us not to experience as much disappointment regarding our grief that we're experiencing. And so with the holiday season, if you are a spouse of someone who has lost a loved one, it's just being gracious. It's recognizing that you need to be flexible and that things can change quickly. Maybe you guys are planning on something and all of a sudden your spouse, there's just something that just doesn't, doesn't sit right with them and they want to sit this one out. Rather than saying, come on though, you always, it's like, okay. Is there anything yeah. that I can get you while you're, you know, in the room or whatever? Is there anything I can do for you? And just a, a simple check-in where it's like, how are you doing? And is, you know, how how is this, how are you feeling today? And just remembering that your spouse doesn't always know the exact answer, yeah. but your presence and the fact that you are asking questions and just making sure that you are checking in goes a very, very long way. Yeah, as we talk about marriage, it's that it's that awareness, right? It's that being open to what your spouse might be going through. And it could be very different than what what you're going through. And it could be very different than, you know, you could walk out of the room, go do a project, come back in, and that person's in a different place. Mm -hmm. And I think 
creating a space where people don't have to apologize for that. So yeah. even outside of our marriages, just having an awareness that the holidays is a season to celebrate. It's a season to enjoy. It's yeah. a season to demonstrate uh, generosity and family and love and, and food. And there's all these great things about the holidays, mm -hmm. which are absolutely true. But there also can be some challenges and that's that's okay yeah they're not challenges that have to be quote unquote fixed they're not challenges that have to be swept under the rugs it's some of those challenges are what make um, the other moments special yeah and so as a spouse it who is married to someone who is grieving and this doesn't necessarily need to be a death that happened this could, al could also be a loss of, of work uh, something something else that is just a, a feeling of loss a sense of sadness and so as the spouse who is who's who is with the spouse who is grieving something or has lost something it's important to have some sort of security and what I mean by that is recognizing that it's not about you so recognizing that there you know some you know the other spouse might react a certain way and rather than internalizing that you can pray for them again, you can, you can let it deflect off and say, Hey, how, how can I support? I, I hear what you're saying, right? Help me understand. What can I do rather than internalizing it and saying, Oh, you don't have to, you don't have to just act like that. Or why can't you be more happy? That or get over it. Yeah. That was a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's one of the things just to be aware of. And then the last part I want to touch on is just, if you are the grieving spouse. Now I think, Sometimes we can feel like I have nothing to give <laughs> if you are the grieving spouse and that's okay if that's where you are realistically that's where you are at the same time I want to challenge us listening if you are the grieving spouse are you treating people kindly are you using your words to show respect because it matters and just because we are going through a hard time doesn't give us the license just to terrorize our yeah. family. And I know it's hard and I know we just want to be to ourselves sometimes, but it's just something to be aware of. And another thing would be who's left on the earth? Like who are, do you have your spouse? Yeah. Do you have your children? And I know for me, it was helpful to think about the fact that, okay, this is who I'm entrusted with. Those who have passed on, I know that they would want me to enjoy my life and live it to the full because it's so fast. It goes so quickly. And I know that they would want to encourage me to just live my life. And so if you can have that perspective as far as, hey, I'm going to make some memories. We're going to have a good time. Yeah, I'm not expecting all of these levels of joy. And I'm not expecting anything regarding that of myself. But I will make an effort because the people who are here love me and I and they've been entrusted to me. Well, we hope this podcast has helped potentially bring some awareness to some of the challenges that you may be facing, whether that's finances, community, or loss, uh, but also equipped and encouraged you so that you know you're not alone. Uh, there's oftentimes people right around you that are experiencing something similar. Yeah. And I think oftentimes that isolation can make whatever we're going through harder and so our prayer and our hope is that you would know that we're here, we're cheering you on, uh, you're not alone. And um, yeah, we're, we are excited for what this holiday season has in store. And that includes both the moments of celebration uh, and as well as some of the obstacles and the challenges that this particular holiday season may entail. Yes, and until next time, remember, there's always, always hope. Thank you.